edition of the other side of texas an abbreviated edition because boy oh boy do we have big news to bring you right here on this sheer here program joined by little sister lauren huff and we are training her first time queen okay if i call you queen (laughs) i guess so queen Catherine wilkes right here in the west texas accessory depot studios go see the folks at Accessory Depot on 82nd in Valencia and Lubbock. Other side listeners can get a free row of WeatherTech liners with the purchase of a bed cover, whether or not you live in Lubbock. That is not important. The fact of the matter is, is that if you buy a bed cover from our friends at West Texas Accessory Depot, wherever you're listening, you can get a free row of WeatherTech liners. Check them out. Phone number Get your pencil ready, 806-866-9494. That's 806-866-9494. Or go to, pretty easy, wtaccessorydepot.com. So, little sister has her protege in the other chair, Queen Catherine. We feeling okay? We got everything in order? (laughs) Yeah, we're learning. It's a learning process, but she's doing great. She'll have it down pat in no time. She is getting her board operating skills. This is where your grandfather, the great Ed Wilkes, sat, right? Yeah. And your father, the lesser great Wade Wilkes, sits. (laughs) You don't have to. Now you sit. You you don't have to dishonor your father on the radio. Hey, so wanted to take some time here. We're only we're only go the next ten minutes or so here, but wanted to take some time to get Catherine onto real radio before a big bad announcement. In I, I think in the next day, we're working things out at the house to figure out when the announcement's going to come. But wanted to get Catherine on the hot seat here and make her push some buttons and make some things work. <laughs> we do this show every Monday. Have done it before a big announcement comes every monday and we've had a lot of response a lot of good response a lot of quantifiably good response not just you know us high-fiving ourselves and and that announcement will cover that in the days to come but that to say we do the show on mondays last week on tuesday night there was a big explosion in tech terrace my phone starts ringing about 10 o'clock a little after 10 o'clock p.m lubbock time and there has been a big explosion in the tech terrace neighborhood now where is tech terrace neighborhood tech terrace neighborhood is just across 19th it begins across 19th about university to indiana in lubbock and then extends back to 34th street right but for the most part people think tech terrace is like 19th to 30th right there and A big problem because there's an explosion that's effectively a street and a state highway away from Texas Tech University. People begin to wonder what happened there on OtherSideOfTexas.com. is a story that I compiled, I think, on last Wednesday and published on Thursday about what happened in that home. Little sister, did you hear about all this? Um, Yeah, absolutely. I actually heard about it the next morning. My neighbors told me about it. Uh, It was kind of a big deal. But people were curious. Because of the way that it went up. And initially, everybody thinks the same thing. Oh, a house blew up. It had... Meth. Yeah. Meth lab. 
That's what yeah. you think immediately. But whenever you're in Tech Terrace, you don't necessarily think about trailer parks to stereotype. Yeah. Trailer parks going up. These are expensive homes. Right. That go about 110, 100, maybe 140 a square foot. Yeah. So what's happened there? And so I began to talk with people and put a piece up on OtherSideOfTexas.com. This is not just pertinent to Lubbock. This is pertinent to all of Texas because we've had three explosions or multiple explosions in three places in which questions have begun to be asked at the state level. Uh, the first is in West, comma, Texas. A big fertilizer plant went up. Mm. People wondered, well, what's going on there? Right. We didn't know. If we knew that there was those kind of chemicals there, we would have lived outside a 15-mile radius <laughs> from that plant. And then in Hurricane Harvey, you had plants going off. Right. A plant going off multiple times, and people don't know what's in the water. Yeah. And and what's in the air around them, right? Right. And you begin so, to question your safety. So tech in Tech Terrace on Tuesday night, people begin to say that was a massive explosion, and I saw orange smoke in the smoke. Yeah. Which you begin to wonder. I'm not a chemist. But what causes I'm, that kind of reaction? I'm not Breaking Bad. I just play Breaking Bad on the radio. <laughs> that sounds a lot more than just meth. Right. Right. No, absolutely. So, when it all begins to come out, this is what we put up on Other Side of Texas on uh, Thursday. A Lubbock home exploded Tuesday night, killing two and injuring others, including first responders. And remember that tidbit, first responders were injured in all this. The person in the home, John Fleming, was 72 years old. He operated a business, according to KCBD News Channel 11 in Lubbock, a business that manufactures hydrogen and ammonia modules out of the destroyed residence. Fleming was one of the deceased. Now, for those who go to the website and click on that link where I've hyperlinked out of the destroyed residence, Fleming's LLC does not, the LLC that he uh, submitted to the Secretary of State's office does not suggest that he is processing a hazardous material. But when you go to his LinkedIn page, uh-huh. you find out that he is processing hazardous materials. And I, I believe KCVD said, according to our research, well, mm-hmm. I think that research was putting some pieces together via LinkedIn and maybe a couple other things. I'm not sure. The other deceased lived next door. Rodika Gelka, who was 45 years old, who, according to neighbors, was ex- extinguishing the flames with a garden hose on the wooden fence between the two properties when a secondary explosion occurred. I am told that she, Miss Gelka, was putting out a fire with a fire hose when another ammonia canister went off and she sustained life-ending injuries. But left in the aftermath of the debris is unanswered questions. Homes six blocks away from the blast were rocked by the blast. One home almost two blocks away. So the premises on which this occurred is at a half-block marker. You go to the end of the next block, 
there is a roof that's taped down like it incurred a lot of fallout. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you if you actually went by and saw it. Yeah, because the house is... pictures of it. Yeah, next door... Window, well, next door, the whole half of the house caught on fire, it looked like, and blend, windows blown out. And across the street, windows mm-hmm. blown out. But my understanding is that it was, in fact, debris, it was fallout that launched, arced a block and a half away and went through a roof. And luckily, nobody was in the room in which whatever it was went through the roof. Uh, Some neighbors were suspicious of air quality even into Wednesday evening. So, according to neighbors, the explosions began in Fleming's sizable underground cellar, which I'm told was a dugout. It wasn't like it was a a bunker. Right. A concrete bunker. It it didn't happen in a concrete bunker where explosive chemicals are held. Officials have yet, as of today, I've inquired about this, They've not been able to quantify just how much was stockpiled to that through the Lubbock Fire Marshal's office, but observers on the scene might have wondered how much more death and destruction would have occurred had the initial explosion begun on the ground level. And I think that's a fair question to ask. But the problem here is that there are so many questions about why in the world did this happen? And one neighbor, a friend of Gelka, standing feet away whenever I talked with her, feet away from a front porch that became a makeshift triage unit on Tuesday night, tearfully asked and tragically, rhetorically asked the most important question of all. How did this happen? How did Fleming have all those chemicals at his house and nobody knew? And she is not alone in the tech terrace in a Lubbock neighborhood in asking this question. But to answer the question, you've got to go back to 2014. Now it's time out, stop. Here's the deal. We can be as socially and financially conservative as we want to be, but to me, the most conservative form of social policy is a social contractarianism, which essentially means, hey, you do whatever you want to do until it begins to infringe on me. Right. And in this matter, you have whatever you have in your backyard. Until you cannot be sure that it will not go beyond your fence line, whether it be through an explosion or otherwise. Now, I don't know a lot of neighbors have a problem with barbecue grill smoke, but by and large, if you can keep it within your parameters that you own by law, go at it. Do what you want to do. Even if it's barking dogs and I've got to buy some daggum gadget that screams a dog whistle in their ears. So... When you say, I'm just going to back up just a second and kind of fill fill in some questions that I think the listeners might have. So when you say you found information on his LinkedIn. Uh, no, I'm saying KCBD apparently did. And I'm not saying that I know. Oh, that. oh okay. So KCBD was- <laughs> apparently found information on his LinkedIn stating that he worked in these chemicals or. That he was working with in conducting business transactions with these chemicals. So it wasn't illegal for him to have these. And the well, that's what, and that's what they're not saying. Let, let me get back to 2014. Okay. It was in 2014 that then Texas Attorney General Greg Abbott citing quote-unquote ongoing terroristic activity in Central Texas, issued an opinion as Attorney General blocking public access to two federally required documents for companies handling 
and storing hazardous and explosive materials. The first was a mandated risk management and the second was an accounting of chemicals on site. Now, within state law, as my understanding, if you have 500 pounds of hazardous material, you must account for those chemicals through the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. If you have 999 or more pounds, then you must go through a risk management plan with first responders, with local mm. first responders. And the result of Abbott's ruling was that state entities and state agencies, such as the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality, TCEQ, could withhold chemical explosion risks from the general public. That now you cannot go to the Texas Health and Services Commission and find out what is going on at a fertilizer plant or otherwise. You cannot? Now you cannot. It's up to state entities to release that information to the general public because under Abbott's ruling, fair or not, we don't want terrorists knowing where there are large volumes of of explosive hazardous materials. I, I definitely understand both sides of this. This is, I but, think this is hard. But it gets complicated in this. To date, Abbott's opinion leaves the AG's office, which is currently run by Kim Paxton, with little or no authority to enforce private companies at handing over records. According to a Texas Tribune report in 2017, a recent open records ruling out of Paxton's office says ignored requesters may complain to TCEQ, but the commission has no records of such investigation or issuance of penalty today. In other words, the state's top hazardous material oversight agency has little power to compel companies to report chemical storage. Even a business, and this is the crux of the matter, little sister, even a business operating out of a residence two streets away from a major public university. And that's where things, that's the story for me at this point, is yeah. number one, why did nobody know? And number two, how obstructive was local law enforcement in knowing what was possessed on that premises? If he was indeed. Now, if he was not registered with the state, then we can never know. Yeah, we'll never know how much he actually had. But if he was registered with the state and he was operating a business out of a residential premises, well, what local law enforcement may say at that point is, well, then he's out of zoning. But in order to know what he has, you have to know what he has. And guess who knows what he has if he registered with the state? The state. So he's not under any responsibility. To make that known to local law, well, I say that wrong. Technically, he's supposed to, but the way the law reads, and I talked with a lawyer who said as much, it's due diligence, whether or not he wants to do it. It's right. not like TCEQ is going to come down on him. Right, well, because they're never going to know unless he reports it in the first place. Yeah. But do we know that he had um, illegal or too much? Do well, we know that he had more than 500 pounds? We, we don't ammonia? know that. For, I've talked with people who said, oh yeah, it was a lot more than 500. I, and so here's, here's the whole issue here is look, I don't like politicizing uh, tragedies. Right. I, it's not my point to beat a political drum over, over two tragic deaths. One, I would argue more tragic than the other. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that whenever it comes to answering how questions, you have to look at the policy that you have right now. And 
it seems to me that we're in, we're in a quagmire because I can tell you, I can almost predict for you what's about to happen. Local law enforcement, local law enforcement entities are about to come forward and Lubbock and say, well, see something, say something. If you see something suspicious going on, then tell us about it. Yeah. But then you're into your neighbor's well, business. But like, how is how is running a business something suspicious to report? I'm sorry, well, but if he was operating legally, I think then I know it breaks so many but, like business. But it comes down to defining what does business mean. And my understanding through Lubbock codes is that you are not to run a business out of your home. Especially business that's running transactions. So, so if, I didn't know that about yeah, Texas. I mean, you cannot run a, a hair salon unless you're permitted out of your home. But in Texas, you you have to be permitted, and it's against is a city ordinance violation to run a business out of your home. Now, my understanding is that the city just comes down on businesses that are running transactions over at their homes. But go back to Abbott's ruling and how this might have obstructed law enforcement knowing. Well, let's say that the city of Lubbock begins this big issuance of see something, say something, and the Lubbock Fire Marshal's office, which operates under this big, I mean, it'll take you 10 minutes to see the PDF online because it's so big, the International Fire Code Council, and you go to section 407, you can see that to ascertain thorough knowledge of, permit, and regulate, inspect businesses storing hazardous chemicals, they, how are they to know? If it's obstructed from the state level, that it's only state entities that know if the guy, Fleming in this instance, has gone through the right procedures. How then are you to know below the state entities into the local entities what's being held? And if Lubbock city codes forbid transaction-based business, as we're talking about, from operating in the residence, and it's yet unclear whether Fleming was conducting those transactions, but there is no code in Lubbock in place to to restrict storage of hazardous chemicals on residential properties. And then there's legitimate concern that post-explosion efforts, as we'll see in the next month, because those people in the terrace are fired up right now. I mean, I know. I live in Tech Terrace. So you hear it. Yeah. So post-explosion efforts to regulate such chemical storage and issue public warnings of such storage, if the city made you say it, doesn't that run afoul of the Attorney General's opinion in the first place? Like, that's the whole point. You cannot tell people where this stuff's being... What, the business is being run out of a home, then you're in a quagmire. And that's where we sit right now in Lubbock. And I mention it here on the other side of Texas, because this isn't the other side of Lubbock. It's other side of Texas, and under state law, where we stand right now, unless something's done, then this may occur again. And then you've got more unanswered questions and more makeshift triage front porches throughout the state. I I totally see where you're, where you're going with this, and I can't say that I disagree with you, but where where I'm sitting at this moment as we're on air is that laissez-faire hands off i don't necessarily want the government more involved in my life when it even if it comes to what i'm storing in my home mm-hmm. but at the same time i want to know that the children that are living in my house are safe from the houses that are next door to us the ones that are across the street yeah. you know but i'm also like oh hands off i don't want it i don't want it i don't know that's just kind of how i, feel I right just now. i think if you talk to the most common sense person in the city like i talked to a guy who was just laying his child down whenever he heard the boom, mm-hmm. went outside, came back and locked the doors. 
and was wondering about secondary and and afterward explosions afterwards like this is this is a salt of the earth conservative guy Mm-hmm. But he's asking the same question. At what point am I entitled to know that but, you've got how many pounds of ammonia in your backyard? Because it's pretty obvious through flying debris a block and a half away and a, a blast rocking everything that you aren't able to keep that in your backyard. Right. So right. I, I, right. I, I imagine. Totally so I can see how some people be like, well, you know, no regulations worked out pretty well. I tell you who it's not worked out for. Rodika Gelka and her family, that's who it's not worked out for. So go talk to them about current code ordinance. And more. And this is my whole point. Like, I understand that people want to beat up on the city of Lubbock for lots of things. And there are some things in which the city of Lubbock needs to be tagged on. But the city and the county level, I'm telling you, as this stuff comes out, there's going to be less and less. You're going to see hands up in the air, and they're going to be up in the air rightfully. To say, hey, this starts with the state. I mean, what were what were we to do? And, you know, one last thing before we go into break. Four years ago, Greg Abbott said this. You know where the chemicals are if you drive around. You can just ask every facility w- whether or not they have the chemicals. I'm sure. Sure, it sounds yeah, possible. Let me hop in my car and yeah. drive across the state and or ask the even, plants. even your community. Yeah. But it's uncertain whether the now governor understood that a home could be identified by Joe Q. Public as such a facility unless public thoroughly cross-referenced limited liability company filings with every residential address in their community. And I'll say this too. Questions have been asked previously about how much campaign contributions informed Abbott's decision. Abbott since 13, I believe $700,000 from a private chemical company's owner, CEO. Leave it there. Well, we're not going to come back with you. That's a tragedy. That's it for today because we're going to train a new board op. Big announcement. Be following us other side of Texas on Twitter and on Facebook. See you next time. Cold and gray, but he still got the fire and he sings